This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport fan network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Look back for Arfield. One up early. Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley win the next ball. It's Rory now. He's on the outside. He's on the Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. That is magnificent. They deserve that. Yes, hello everybody, welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast Podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redmond, ahead of our game this weekend down in that there London at Sellers Park as Burnley take on Crystal Palace in the Premier League Saturday, 3 o'clock. Now don't worry, those of you watching on YouTube will have already noticed I am on my own. This is a pre-game show with a fan. I have got a Crystal Palace fan waiting in the wings. I will bring him in in just a few minutes. But first of all, I just want to talk to you more about Burnley stuff so it just didn't feel right having a Palace fan on at this stage. Um, obviously, the the discontent among you know fans has been growing a bit recently and you can tell by the socials and, and just the way social media was on Saturday. It weren't a nice place to be, Twitter Clarets, let's be honest. And, and those of you that stayed logged on, more credit to you because I just, I just couldn't be bothered. Put a couple of tweets up. 
uh, and then just left it. Didn't go down too well. Some people um, obviously just can't help themselves. Uh, but that's not what, what I want to talk to you about. Obviously, the, the discontent amongst fans is growing. That's that's obviously obviously clear. I think everybody can see that. Um, other pages and other podcasts have now flicked a company out. I myself personally, I'm still company in. But Neil, obviously, who does the full-time show a lot with us and is a, a, a valued member of the team here at Turkas, he's changed out. He's company out. Um, but it's interesting because there's some things that happened this week that have just annoyed me a little bit. And I just want to sort of like talk to you about them. And the first of all was uh, the company quotes. Now, he was asked this week by a BBC journalist uh, about certain players like Manuel Benson and, of course, Anna Sorore. Um, who else is there? Um, Manuel Benson, Anna Sorore, obviously Zorov is now on loan at Hull, uh, Muric as well, you know, just play Cullen, players uh, from last year that did well last year that haven't been given much game time this year. Uh, and this was from a BBC Radio Lancashire journalist, or I just think it's called BBC Lancashire or BBC Sport Lancashire. Now they're kind of like rebranded, haven't they? Uh, but this was put on their Twitter. Uh, and he was asked why certain players, like I said, like Manuel Benson, had it been given much game time this season. And he said, I try not to focus on individuals. It's about the collective. I know as well that a lot of players who played last season are playing this season a, a lot. I think one player started against Arsenal on Saturday that played last weekend, and that was Josh Brownell, and he's been dire. Um, everybody has had an opportunity to show themselves at this level. Have they? Have they? Bamwell Benson's played, what, 73, 75 minutes? Anna Sorore, I don't know the exact exact minutes of all these players. The only reason I know that one is because I saw someone tweet it. I think it was Ryan Merton. Thanks for that, Ryan. Um, Anna Sorore's probably had a round similar. With Anas, you kind of get it because I, I do think he's played a little bit more, but there was that... Well, you, I, you don't get it because I do think he, I don't think he should have been loaned out and should be playing um, or at least given more of a chance. But there was that silly red card against Man City um, and I just, I, I just feel like company at that point was fed up with him already. Um, but then obviously Muric as well. Obviously Muric hasn't played any Premier League football, has he? Off the top of my head. Um, apologies if that's wrong. Obviously, he's had a couple of games uh, in the in the cup competitions. But I, I look at them quotes and I just think, what, what, who are you trying to kid? Like We know they've not played that much this season, Vincent. You don't need to lie to us. You don't need to sit there and say they've been given enough time. Because Muric obviously hasn't. I don't think that Benson has. And the fact that he's been convinced, like he wasn't convinced to stay, as we've said on the show a few times. But the, the fact that he's still here, after all the palaver about him potentially going, but then him being... Well, in him staying uh, and Anas going out, and him still not getting played. Like, I, I, I just, I just think, who are you kidding? Like, why are you saying? Just, just, just. I don't expect. Somebody gave me a bit of criticism when I quit shock when, when when I questioned this on, on Twitter, um, and I can't remember what the comment was. Now, um, I'll just quickly find it if I can find it. But somebody, I remember somebody saying, um, "Here we go." Somebody said, "Like, what do you expect him to say?" Uh, here it is now. Like uh, it's from David Brooks, logical, logical cry, uh, claret. Uh, not going to come out and say Benson and Trezor have slash have been performing poorly in training uh, with constant injuries during the sessions. Is he like why not? Like it, I'm not expecting him to criticize the players and say they've been playing in training, but don't don't lie to us. Like the the fact that the fact that it's annoyed me so much to the point where I'm actually talking about this on my own, which is just something I never do on here anymore. Is it's just it's just a blatant lie. It's just like he's taking us for mugs, in my opinion, on, on this. Like, it's just a blatant line. Like, obviously, Trezor there as well. Like, I'd forgotten about Trezor. We signed him for all this money in the summer. Now he's not even on the bench. Like, and obviously, we've had we've had the news about, well, we haven't had the news confirmed yet about Ramsey, but it's looking like, you know, he's going to be out for a while as well. So um, there's all these players that aren't getting game time. 
that should be, in my opinion. And especially the amount of injuries we've had this season, and they still can't get game time. I don't know. It, it's it it I, it just I, it just annoyed me a bit, if I'm honest with you, because I, I just feel like he's taking us for mugs slightly with that comment, um, and it, and it annoyed me a little bit. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. I might be overreacting. Um, I know a few people uh, were on a similar ilk to me in that and did feel something similar, but I, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's a, a, a little bit silly from Vincent, uh, that comment. I just feel like he's, like I said, uh, I just feel like he's taking us for most a little bit. Like, you don't you don't need to lie to us. You don't need to lie. We know they haven't played enough, Vincent. Like, we can see it with our eyes. The stats are there for everybody to see. Um, one more thing. Obviously, I will bring Dean in a second. Um Zeki Amdune, um, he's been deleting Instagram quotes. And again, it might not seem much to a lot of you, um, but uh, it was something that I saw on Twitter. And I just thought, I'll mention it because it's another thing this week that's just just rubbing people up the wrong way a little bit. And this disconnect between the fans and the players that a lot of fans have spoken about this season. Sam and Liam both mentioned it on the most recent full-time show. Sam's been quite vocal on it as well. Like a lot of people, to be fair, a lot of people have, a lot of people turned around and said, they just don't feel a connection with this current side. And I get it. I mean, I, I understand why you would feel that way. Uh, but now Zeki, I'm doing it. Like people, obviously players put pictures up and stuff and people comment on it. That's how Instagram and social media works. Part of the reason why Daishi didn't like it. Um, obviously, he put his usual picture up saying, um, we will try and do better. You know, the usual spiel that a, a, a player puts out uh, when his team loses. Um and um, a couple of lads have had these comments deleted. A couple of Burnley fans have had these comments deleted. Now, obviously, if this comment was abusive, I'd understand it. And anybody who ever sends abusive comments to players, you're a moron. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, I'd understand it if that was the case, but it isn't. Um, so it was a tweet that, that brought my attention to it. I did retweet it, and it ended up being seen by 42,000 people, this tweet. It was from Gav underscore BFC. He said, Zeki, I'm doing it. Deleted my comment on his Instagram post. All I said was, it's not good enough, Zeki. No fight and no passion. Why should the fans make an effort if the players don't? What's wrong with that comment? There is nothing wrong with that comment. All Zeki, I'm doing is bothered about is himself looking good if he's deleting them comments. It's it's just bizarre. Like, he doesn't want people, you know, his, his friends his, or, or any potential future employer at the end of this season seeing these comments for whatever he... I, it just... Don't make any sense. Like, why is he deleting them comments? If it was abusive, I'd understand. Uh, and then BFC underscore Tom H, uh, sorry, TH, Tom H, he said, same for me, commented, it's all right saying this, but we need to say it on the pitch Saturday wasn't good enough. Cheek of him to essentially say our thoughts and opinions aren't something which should be heard. Completely agree. And that is exactly it. Is 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 not is is not bothered about the fact that that tells me he's not bothered about the fans. Like he's not bothered about how we feel. Like again, some of you might think I'm overreacting. Let me know in the comments below if you're watching this on YouTube, if you think I am. But I I just think that's going to increase the disconnect between the fans and the players. And now I know people at the club watch this, so tell them to stop deleting comments. In my, For me, in my, some fans might disagree and just think, shut up, Joy, it's their Instagram, they'll do what they want. Fair enough. I just think you're going to create this disconnect even more. Uh, and in my, in my opinion, Zeki shouldn't even be starting anyway. And I'm not saying that just because of this. I've said that uh, on, obviously on the full-time show and in other shows as well. Um, but enough of me, waxing lyrical on my own, talking rubbish. You're probably all fed up with me already and you probably all think both of them opinions were absolute trash. 
As I've said, let me know in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. But before we get started into the main part of the pregame show, I just want to remind you all that this episode of the pregame show is sponsored by Green King Sport, where football is more than a game. Green King Sport venues are showing every single televised Burnley fixture over the 23-24 season. And with more than 900 sports pubs across the UK, it doesn't matter where you're based, you can watch every single minute of the action and a reminder that if you download the Green King Sport app, you won't just get 10% off all drinks anytime there's a match on the TV. But this month only, there's also thousands of pints and free pints of guineas to be won and the chance to win one of six holidays. So it's definitely worth checking out right now. I will bring in D. He's a Palace fan from the back of the Nest podcast. And of course, they've got a new manager this week, Oliver Glasner, who's come from Frankfurt. So let's see how he's feeling ahead of the game. And as promised, there he is. It's Dee from Back of the Nest, the Crystal Palace podcast and YouTube channel. You'll have seen him before if you're used to the channel. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm much better now. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there we go. Obviously, just mentioned it there, there in the introduction. But new manager, Oliver Glasner. Am I pronouncing that right? Glasner? Yeah, Oliver Glasner. Uh, Oliver Glasner. I mean... I'd butcher a Steve Smith, so I'd butcher any name, so... Uh, yeah, I'm used to it. People will be used to it. But uh, yeah, you, I do think it's a bit of a coup. Obviously, done well at Frankfurt. That's his mm. stand. He's had other jobs. But that's his standout job at Frankfurt. Mm. Obviously, winning the Europa League, beating West Ham on the way. A very good uh, semi-final two-legged win against West Ham uh, a couple of years ago. And of course, beating Rangers in the final. You must be delighted with that. I look at that and think that's a really good appointment, that. Yeah, not only just that, it is what he's done previous to Frankfurt as well at Wolfsburg. Um, yeah, he, he pushed that club uh, up the table as well, and he got the best out of. Funny enough, Weghorst, um, that we all know. Um, if he's the got the League, best yeah. out of Weghorst, then mate, he's yeah, an exactly, absolute yeah. genius, trust me. <laughs> yeah, and that's why the Weghorst hype started in the first place because of our manager, uh, Glasner, who um, got the best out of him, but. Um, but yeah, look, overall, um, we needed a different approach. Uh, we needed, uh, I, I, it's just not only the managers, the coaching setup as well. We had our goalkeeper coach doing set pieces and surprise, surprise, we've been statistically and by the eye test, the worst team in set pieces so far this season, goal scored. And I think goals conceded as well. We've just that had a very to be worse than us, mate. What was that? It takes some doing to be worse than us at set pieces, mate. Is that well? When you have a goalkeeper coach working on set pieces, what do you really expect? So we've we've yeah. had problems. We've had problems. This is a new start. It's probably the most exciting manager we've had since getting promoted to the Premier League, in terms of what he's achieved and how he works with younger players and what we want to do with our academy as well. So overall, everything on paper, um, it sounds it sounds exciting. Of course, we haven't seen him yet. Um, manager game, funny enough, it's going to be against you lot the first game, but he is at Palace, um, pictures uh, of him at the stadium, at the training ground uh, were revealed yesterday, he was at the game against Everton watching the team on, um, and yeah, look, overall, we are excited, I think finally Palace fans are looking forward to the game on Saturday, before this announcement, it was so toxic, it was incredibly toxic that yeah. I have not seen Palace on this level before, We've had banners, we've had this, we've had that, we're booing. Like, it was really bad. But now, everyone is genuinely looking forward to the game against Burnley on Saturday. And I think the fans will be up for it. 
Obviously, I mentioned there he won the Europa League with Frankfurt uh, mm. a couple of seasons ago. That's that's I'll be honest, that's all I've seen of him. I don't watch the mm. Bundesliga. Well, no, I, I did watch a bit in the Bundesliga when I when I, when I worked um, for a streaming company that streamed the Bundesliga, mm. uh, but I don't anymore. Um, but I didn't see too much of him other than the Europa League run. Obviously, you'll have probably done your due diligence. Mm. To obviously, having a Palace podcast, what sort of style can we expect Palace to play at the weekend under your new boss? Um, the style is not like it, it can it can vary. So we, in terms of the system, is it's most likely going to be five at the back, uh, which can change to three uh, with centre halves at times pushing forward into the midfield to create overloads. Mm. Um, it's, it won't be a low block; it might be a mid block with pressing triggers. Um, so it's not going to be um, just full force, you know, running for nine minutes. It's going to be, pre- you know, there'll be moments of the game where we'll press. There'll be moments where we won't. Okay. Um, you know. It all depends on what the opposition is doing. So um, I don't think we'll, of course, because of five at the back, there will be no wingers, uh, which will be interesting to see. It'll be one striker, two plays behind the striker. I think it'll be similar in a way to what we saw against Everton. And funny enough, um, there's the manager then, well, the assistant manager, Paddy McCarthy, he um, he said that he had no conversations with Gladenar. But the system is kind of what we can expect. Yeah. And you know what? The players... After the, after the Everton game, um, I, I, I was actually pleased with Patterson's performance in, in a very long time. Even though we didn't win the game, we actually, for good chunks of the game, we actually looked like a Premier League side. Um, so, yeah, I think you'll be, you know, trying to get the defence sorted. I think we'll be solid defensively. And it's fast, direct approach. Fast, direct approach. Try to hit teams on the counter. So that's what we're going to try and do. But, of course, it's the first game. He hasn't yeah. even had a week to work with the team. So how quickly you can implement those ideas, only time will tell. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. What's it like in terms of possession? Uh, would you expect Palace to have a lot of the ball or, or, or let Burnley have it, do you think? Um, I, it's, it's hard to say because um, it it all depends on what how he you know how he sees this game. Because uh, we haven't seen enough, well, we haven't seen anything of Glasner yet. Yeah. I think in terms of, you know, when we keep the ball, of course, we're not going to just hoof it forward. We, we're going to try to keep, uh, you know, keep possession. But I suspect that, you know, based on what I've heard about his style of play, he might favour Burnley having a ball a bit more um, in this game. But then again, it's, it's a home game and we've heard that he likes to press at certain moments and he likes the mid-block. So I don't know, Joe. I'm not going to even lie. I don't even know. I, it just depends on how we've used the game because I've, yeah, I haven't seen a single game of Glasner as a Palace manager because let's let's not forget we're missing some key players. We don't even know if Eze is going to be back. That'll be significant. Gehi in defence. So it all depends on you know loads of factors for uh, for for him to make that decision on whether you know we should be 
um, letting Burnley keep the ball or not. But I suspect I'll, I'll lean towards him not wanting Burnley to keep the ball as much. But it wouldn't be like full out press as well. I think he'll be sensible in his approach. Yeah, it'd be interesting because obviously we can't really do our due diligence. I'm not talking about fans. I mean, obviously the company and Bellamy mm. and the rest of the coaching staff, they probably won't know how you're going to play. You, It's just going to be a bit of an anomaly. No one's going to know how you're going to play. So the reason why I asked about possession is because I feel that Burnley are better with the ball than they are without it, um, mm. simply because they tend to get uh, pressed. Um, uh, uh, sorry, not pressed, overran when they don't have the ball. Uh, I mean, I'm, you're only as good as your last game. Obviously, in the last game was Arsenal um, and we got overran in all areas in that match, but, but it was Arsenal. Uh, and as I've said on your show, if we just recorded, obviously no disrespect, but I don't think Palace will obviously be as good as Arsenal. So hopefully, yeah, fingers crossed, yeah. we, we can play a little bit better than, than what we did at the weekend. Um, you mentioned there you've got a few injuries to key players. Um, Eze, sorry, Eze, Elise and Gay all potentially out, but some of them could be back. What's the situation with them? Uh, so, so the the rumours are that Eze could be back for this game and Gehi, um, but we're not too sure yet. And we have to also be sensible um, with bringing those players back a bit too early because that was the yeah. problem on the Roy. Some players got re-injuries and we're forcing them to play. At least 100% will be out. He'll be out till the end of March, early April, maybe longer, maybe shorter. So he's, he's definitely out for this game. But, you know, Eze and Gehi will be a massive boost as, as well as a new having a new manager there. So I yeah. guess only time will tell. We'll see. Um, and plus, on top of that, we've also got a new club doctor. So it's like a whole new change at the, at the club. We've got a new doctor because our current doctor, well, previous doctor, he went to Arsenal. Um, so that happened last week oh, yeah. as well as a manager. Interesting. Uh, you get a new tea lady as well? Might as well just might as well, just uh, well yeah, exactly. change everything. Yeah, everyone. We got everyone that's <laughs> you. The only people that stay in really is um Ray Lewis has left the club, of course, with Roy leaving, he was going to leave. Paddy McCarthy, the guy who um took charge of the Everton game, he's still at the club, and also our goalkeeper coach, Dean Kylie. Uh, he will also be there. But Dean we've Kyle. got I think, yeah, Dean Kylie, yeah. Um, we've got um three to four new coaches in total, um, which is a improvement to the three that we had under Roy and you know, yeah. one of them being the goalkeeper coach sawing out the set pieces, which is not really, um, that's just, you know, let's just say it based on stats, based on what we see, that's not what he's good at. Let's just, let's just make sure he goes back to being a goalkeeper coach rather than a set piece coach as well. Well, you can have our set piece coach, mate, because, you know, he's come under quite a lot of criticism, which I do think is quite funny. Like no other fan base would be like, this set piece coach is rubbish. And it's quite funny that Burnley fans are just calling the set piece. Someone even found his LinkedIn and started posting links to his LinkedIn. I couldn't believe it. Um, which brings me on nicely because you mentioned earlier before this change, it was getting quite toxic at Palace. Like, you had banners of Hodgson out and all that sort of stuff, which mm. I did see recently. Thankfully, we've not got that far yet, and I hope we never do. I don't like the thoughts of banners and stuff. Like, I'm not criticizing yeah. Palace like, when, when, when any when any fan base does it. I don't like the thought. I just think it's counterproductive. Um, but recently, it started to get a little bit toxic at Burnley, mainly on the socials. I got a bit of abuse at the weekend. Some other people, other creators did. Instead of taking it out on the players, they took it out on the creators, which, again, is... Well, it's not counterproductive, because that's the wrong word. It's just... Ridiculous. Um, but my, my point is, obviously, it's not gone well for Burnley this season. I did. I remember asking you at the start of the season your thoughts on the way that Burnley have tried to change everything. They've changed the style of play. They've changed the entire ethos of the football club, brought in different kinds of players, different kind of manager. Obviously, not gone well this season, though. And I think fans of opposition clubs do find it a little bit weird that companies not really under any pressure. What are your mm. thoughts on, on, on company, how this season's gone, and, and the fact that it doesn't seem to be under any pressure at all from the Burnley board? 
Um, I think company's still learning. He's a very young manager and people tend yeah. to forget that. You had a great championship season, but I think there's a few problems at Burnley this season. And one of, one of them is that you've brought in some great, exciting young players, but you haven't got really Premier League experience. And for a side that just got promoted from the championship, um, yeah. that wants to stay up, you, I think you're lacking a bit of experience in the squad, as well as your manager lacking that experience, of course, managing in the Premier League. Um, even though recently I have seen a few adjustments in terms of like, the way that you play, it's not just we're going to press you for 90 minutes. Like you can have a bit more of the ball at times, which I yeah. think uh, not in terms not in terms of results, but it has kind of helped you um, uh, with the style of play. So he has tried to make adjustments, but at this point, to be fair, Joe, you sat company. Um, it might sound a bit hypocritical because we've done the same with Roy, but I think we're in different situations. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what do you really aim to achieve? Like, who do you bring in as a manager? To try and keep you up because you are down there. We sacked, well, we got rid of our manager because we were worried that we were going to, you know, plunge down and keep going down because of how things were going, like on and off the pitch. So we had to make that decision. Whereas you lot have to bring in a manager that is going to try and keep you up. And if you don't stay up, then we've known that company in the championship is a proven manager. He's done it yeah. for, for you lot last season. You've got that hope with company that you can get promoted again. So you have to be sensible with your approach. It is weird in a way that company hasn't really got that much slack. Um, neutrals have been given a bit more recently, but, you know, there, there's been this narrative that, you know, company, great young manager, and I'm not saying you won't be fantastic, but this season he has made some mistakes as well. And um, it's kind of gone over people's heads. Like, it's just been other teams that's been in discussion. But then again, you don't get rid of him because if you do, it's too late now. We're, we're going into March and I don't know who comes in, maybe Big Sam, but then Big Sam well, yeah. till the end of the season. That's what they try to do with Leeds. But, like, stuff like I don't know if Burnley fans would want that. And it's not even a guarantee yeah. that you'll stay up. If it was, then that'd be fantastic. Exactly. But if you go down, then you lost company, you lost your, you know, manager that got you up and you're back to square one. Yeah, I agree. I'd rather plat shit than have Big Sam. Uh, to be honest with you, mate, it, it, I, I've I've gone I'm over it on the full managers that, because all the managers are finished. Like you can't have Roy back. Like that can't happen. You can't have, no, like I don't know what managers are him over. You know the typical. Oh, he'll keep us up. Like yeah. Dash is at a job, so he's not going to leave Everton. So yeah. it's like, who do you bring in? Who who is that play, a manager that is going to take you out? Because you are down there. You need to get wins. Like yeah. that's there's no other ways about it. And I don't know who's really out there for you to. Pull out the wind, but then again, it might be your, you know, the people who run a football club to find that manager, and maybe they've done a mistake there. But I don't know. Yeah, I completely agree. With you. I just, don't, I just think it's the wrong time. I, I've said it a million times on the pod, so I won't go into it too much. But yeah, just agree. I just, just agree with you. Basically, it's the wrong time. Nobody's going to come in now and keep us up. Uh, I know, I know he listens to the show, so apologies to Jordan. But I did see somebody tweet at the weekend saying, "Get, get Gary Rowett in." I was like, "What?" Um, it's just, just <laughs> it shows <laughs> so the desperation, though. It shows the desperation right now. Like, if, uh, yeah, true, people yeah. want to change for change sake because it's not going well, right? Uh, with with company and and the results, but it's then not. again. The fact that you're not saying that you really want company out kind of shows that, you know, that you probably think that you're going down. But then again, you do have that hope with company that he'll bring you back up and maybe you don't repeat the same mistakes. Company still learning on the job. Maybe he learns from his mistakes. And the next season, well, the season after that, um, if you get promoted again, then you have a bigger and better chance of staying up. Yeah, for me... Keep with him. We're going down anyway. If after 10 games we're 20th in the championship, then get rid of him. Uh, but for now, yeah, stick by mm. him. 
Um, obviously, I want to get into predictions, expected teams and that sort of thing. But just before we do, I just want to remind you all that Burnley Sleeve Sponsor for the 23-24 season are about to unveil something special. The limited edition Burnley FC Uphold card set to launch soon. You can easily add funds to your card and unlock its perks, whether you're spending at home or away. The card lets you spend in any currency, anywhere globally. It's accepted everywhere MasterCard is without foreign transaction fees and offers a competitive exchange rate for added ease and security you can pay with Apple Pay or Google Play. Uphold Values Community, demonstrated by their pledge to donate £5 to Burnley FC in the community every time you secure... Sorry, every time with every, somebody uses the card for the first time. Secure your spot on the waiting list today at www.uphold.com forward slash Burnley FC terms and conditions apply. And keep your eyes out on the Burnley socials today, Wednesday. You probably listen to this on Thursday, to be fair. And today on Thursday, if you have messed that up. On Wednesday and Thursday, because Uphold alongside Burnley and ourselves, we'll be launching a competition to win tickets for the Burnley-Bournemouth game soon. Um, right then, D, um, expected teams then. How are you expecting Palace to set up? I know, again, it's a kind of a difficult question wow. with the new manager, um, but how are you expecting Palace? Uh, and basically, what the, the, the answer I want to get is your your, your players are, are on the fringes. Like, Are you expecting them to play? Like, Would you, would you be putting uh... them in your team? No, not necessarily. I think Glasnow would have been happy with what he saw against Everton. He was at that game as well. Um, so I think it'll be Sam Johnson in goal. I think we'll go for a you know three def- well five defenders at the back. Uh, we'll have Chris Richards. That's the thing. If Gay he's fit, Gay he will most likely start ahead of Joel Wood, and then it'll be Joachim Anderson. And then right back, well, we have a new, we'll be right wing back. We have Daniel Munoz. So finally, Nathaniel Klein and Joel Wood days are over. Um, we, we, we didn't have him last time we faced you. That's a new signing. Uh, left wing back, Tariq Mitchell. In midfield, it'll be Adam Walton, another new player, which I'm very, very excited about. Uh, I hope somebody oh, yeah. snaps well, him. I, didn't I hope somebody snaps him, mate. I hope somebody snaps I him. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised right now, Adam Walton um, and then Jefferson Lerma. And then potentially um, Eze as like the midfield. Um, and then, um, so we've got five, three, and then potentially Edward and Mateta as well up front. But yeah, it's very hard to say right now. I don't know exactly what formation he's going to play in the first place. I'm just yeah. doing a wild guess. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned Walton, actually, because I do actually rate him. I'm joking aside, I don't want him to get an injury at the weekend. That's yeah. obviously a joke for any Blackman fans <laughs> find us in crucifying me. Uh, he's a very good player. I was surprised you spent the amount of money you spent on him, but he's going to be very good. He's good now, and he's he going so to be very good. Already. Yeah, yeah, it looks yeah, so good. I, I love him already. I, I obviously hate his history, and I hate where he was born, and I hate the yeah. that he supports as well, because he's actually a Blackman lad. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> Actually, I'll take it back. I hope someone snaps him for this game, but he doesn't get an injury. That, that, we can just say that. One. Just so he doesn't score what, against us. What do you mean he scores the screamer now? What do you mean he scores the oh, screamer now? Honestly, he'll oh, be well man. up for it, mate. Don't worry. He will exactly. be well up. He'll, he'll be yeah, shooting yeah, from yeah. range, man. Yeah, he will. He'll be well up for it. I didn't realise for now. I didn't realise. Yeah, and, and and it'll just be, it'll just be another knife in the back as well of this season, won't it? It'll just be another knife in the back as well. I really <laughs> can't be arsed with that. I forgot about that myself until you mentioned it. Um, mm. But yeah, I do rate him as a good player. Um, but yeah. Um, anyway, we've mentioned we've done expected teams uh, predictions for the match. Then I'll I'll do mine first because sometimes people come on here and they get a bit panicky. Like, oh, I don't want to predict a Burnley defeat on a Burnley pod. Every Burnley fan's probably predicting a Burnley defeat. Um, it's interesting because yes, you're not as good as Arsenal. Yes, you're not as good as Liverpool and City. You know, we played them all recently. Played quite well against City in parts and pretty much the better side in the first half against Liverpool. 
dreadful against Arsenal, dreadful in the first half against Fulham as well, but really good in the second half against Fulham. So it depends which Burnley turns up, but in the eyes of the fans and the mind of the fans, you're only as good as your last game. I've said already, we were dreadful in that last game. I saw no fight from the players, no determination, mm. uh, and I just can't see us. You're going to be up for it. The sellers crowd will be up for it. It'll be packed. Everyone will be there wanting Glasner to, you know, to, to get a, a, a win in his first game. And I can't see anything other than a Palace win, if I'm honest with you, mate. Sorry, lads uh, and lasses, but 2 0 to Palace, I think, for me. What's your thoughts, mm. D? I'm going to go for 1 0 Palace. It's just the uncertainty factor. But then again, I think the sellers crowd will be up for it. Even some of the players, I mean, even before Glasner was there. Joachim Madison, who's been struggling a lot this season in defence against Everton, he had one of his best games of the season and he looked up for it already. Like, so he's just yeah. given a boost to the whole football club. Glasner coming in uh, with new coaching set up. So, yeah, I think we'll be up for it. And um, with, oh, 100% take, like 1-0, three points. Um, it'll, be, it'll be a brilliant start. But, yeah, let's, let's, let's see. You never know with Palace. I mean, yeah, well, you never know. Like I said, uh, I said to you on your show, like the, the last time I felt this down was in the lead up to the Fulham game mm. at Fulham. And that's obviously the last time we got a win. So who knows? We could just come out of nowhere and get a win uh, like we did against Fulham that time. But I think a lot yeah. of Burnley fans will be shocked. We have yeah. got a run of favourable games. But I, I, people have been saying, oh, we've got easier games. Like, there's no easy game. They are genuinely one of the worst, if not the worst team in the league this year, uh, especially mm. on current form, because Sheffield United, all right, they are dreadful as well, but did get a win recently against uh, uh, against Luton. Uh, just before we wrap it up, mate, I know you're desperate to go. But do you want to let everybody know where they can find you and digest any Palace content if they want to? Yeah, Back of the Nest um, on YouTube and all the social media platforms. Um, we'll also have uh, Joe's preview out um, where he gives the Burnley perspective. Um, on the channel so make sure to check that out and also thank you for having me on and hopefully we talk again next season uh, but we'll get you in cup mate who knows we might get you in yeah, cup like, <laughs> nah you might it's still a long season it's still a long season you never know a few wins momentum and we'll see what happens but um, yeah best of luck for the rest of the season apart from Saturday of course yeah, thank you, mate. Same goes to you. I do have one final question for you, though. Valt Vegost, mm. he's got 18 months left on his contract. Do you fancy a cheeky 15 million bid in the summer, please, mate? Nah, we're good. We're good. We're good. That era <laughs> is over. That was over in Germany. I think I think Glasner's going to create his own workhorse now. So, yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Fair enough, Dave. Well, thank you for coming on. And same goes to you. Good luck for the rest of the season. Not that you'll need it in terms of staying up, I think. I think there's three worst teams than yourselves. But, of course, apart from Saturday. Okay. All right. Thank you. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.